Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s. From great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm so excited today. I am speaking with Dr. Roseanne, and you can go to drrosanne.com, R-O-S-E-A-N-N.com. She's got a great book out that's coming out soon. It's going to be okay. We love that title because as moms, we all need to hear that. Dr. Roseanne, we're coming out of wherever you're listening to this show, things are opening up. And that's exciting for parents. My kids are going back to school in another week. Like, well, I can't wait. But what I'm finding is that my kids are having some of these kind of after effect fears. You know, what's going to happen when I go back to school? What's going to happen if they close down again? You know, my son, we have a tentative prom date. How about that? It's at the end of this month. It may happen. It may not. But kids, go get your dress. Go get your tuxedo, which we're doing. Buy your ticket. And they will let us know the week of if the kids can go to prom. So talk about a little bit of stress on our kids. And that, of course, trickles back to us as moms to kind of navigate, support, validate, comfort, and lead them through. I mean, listen, we are coming out of and we are not out of, this is still an evolving issue. You know, this pandemic is long-term and I know everyone's really excited about vaccines, but not everybody's going to get them. And we don't know how long they last. There's so many unknowns that lay ahead. There is no way that the next couple of years are still not going to be murky. So I want to start off with that, right? Okay. So, but what can we do in this murkiness? to control our anxiety, reduce our overwhelm, um, and help our kids with their mental health. There is a lot we can do. So first of all, it's normal for kids to feel, have worries, um, voice concerns, be disappointed, right? That is perfectly normal because of the unknown. So how we respond to that, we're going to dive into that so that we can provide some reassurance, but also just to communicate with them and talk about it and help them better understand, right? But then there's this whole rise, Sandra, in clinical issues, which was already going on before the pandemic, but we know through survey research, not only in the United States, but in Europe, in Asia, that kids are such an increase in anxiety and depression right now. 
for kids, particularly teenagers. Um, so how do we help kids who are having, I coined the term reentry panic syndrome. Um, and, and it's that anxiety of reentering the world, right? So you're, you're in Southern California and California and many states have been fully shut down and, and you're just coming back. So I'm in the Northeast. A year ago, it was literally like the end of the world in the greater New York City area. Like, the, you know, we in my center of, you know, 20 employees had three employees lose a parent. Okay. I mean, people were just, they were dying. Right. And during this year, we've had unprecedented, sort of like a roller coaster of everything you can think of from racism to the elections. This is, this is stuff that's hard for us as adults. Our kids are feeling that, right? So as kids have re-entered the world at each point, they're going to have worries. They're going to have questions. What does it look like? What if I get sick? What if I go back to have to do hybrid again? So where do you start? The number one thing you start is a conversation. And you start with talking to your kids about what you do and don't know. And also being really transparent when you don't know something like, hey, we don't know this. If you said your son's prime. Okay. So let's talk about contingency A, B, and C, right? Um, I'm sure you're already thinking, Sandra, if you've if him and his date have already invested in these things, you're probably going to do some kind of mini event at your house or something like that, right? So I think talking and including him in a problem solving around these things, right, is really, really, really helpful. I know when my son went back to school, and we've been very lucky that we already were going to private schools because uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hodge are uh, super free thinkers, and I'm open to all kinds of schools, but hell no, are my kids going to a public school because, you know, the one year we tried, my younger one, my older one was in trouble every day because we just, we teach our kids to say no. So <laughs> it's not conducive to public school or the military, Sandra. So <laughs> even though my world, husband- There's a place for everybody. There's a place over there. And my husband was in the military, but we're just really free thinkers and very, my, my kids are both very hands-on engineering kids and they go to a hands-on engineering school. So when my little guy, Giancarlo, went back to school, you know, he's a therapist kid. So we talk a lot about not just feelings. We actually talk about body sensations a lot. I want my kids to really understand our cueing system to our body. And it's really an amazing tool for kids because kids may not understand feelings, but they'll understand a sensation in their body. So this little guy, John Carlo, who's really, really has a very high emotional IQ said to me, mommy. I feel anxious about school. Now, most kids are not going to say that. Right. They might say, even a teenager might say, I have a stomach ache this morning. Right. Or my head hurts. That's my what head I hurts. Like my head hurts. Right. But your, your child was able to say, you know, I'm nervous about if things get shut down. Right. So when my guy said that on the first day of school and I said, where is it in your body? This worry. And he was like everywhere. And then I was like, all right, let's do some breathing, belly breathing. He knows how to do it. We did it. And then I said, what comes to your mind when you think about being at school today? It makes you feel uncomfortable. And he said, I'm worried about the other kids not following the rules. That's my John Carlo. He's a, he likes to, 
fall, you know, he's a rule follower in many ways, right? He likes order, right? And um, he's the kid that would be like, hold on, I got to clean before we leave, mom. (laughs) And I'm like, where did you come from? It's my sister. So, um, so he, he, I said, okay. So I said, these are, some of these are new kids. It's like, what do you think would be a good idea? And he's like, well, I think if the teacher went over the rules and I was like, all right, do you need me to talk to Carolyn about that? It's his teacher. They go by first names, of course. And, um, and so we worked out something and then I said, check in, where do you, do, do you still feel that in your body? And he's like, it's much better. And then I was like, what number is it? Like, so I also, we do a SUDS, um, subjective units of distress. So I'll make him do a zero to five. I mean, these are things that these are just ways of responding. So kids can really understand. It's so powerful because Um, when you give your kids power, when you teach them, what is the cueing system of the body, they will alert in other situations when they're uncomfortable. So they're in a party when they're older and they're like, oh my God, everybody's like smoking pot. I don't feel right. And when that feeling comes up, they're going to have much more strength of character, character to say no to things, Right. Many times parents think if they're super high level disciplinarians, that their kids will be better at making choices. That's not what the research says. The research says the more we give our kids autonomy, the more we teach social emotional skills, the greater success both academically and financially kids have. But hello, the number one thing they have is greater wellness and happiness throughout their lives. Dr. Roseanne, I'm going to jump in right now because now is a really good time to thank our sponsor because, you know, as we're talking about kids and anxiety, one of the biggest things, especially teenagers have, is anxiety about their skin, especially if they have acne. And today's episode is sponsored by Apostrophe. And Apostrophe is spelled A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E. It's a prescription skincare company for people who are ready to take their acne seriously. And you know, Dr. Roseanne, prescription acne treatment really works, but it's hard to get. You know, you have to take time off to see a doctor, sit in the line at the pharmacy. And if you have a teen, like my teen, my one of my teens has, has a lot of trouble with his skin. It's embarrassing to go in and to, to, you know, have to treat this. And so one of the things I like about apostrophe is it makes it easy to see a board certified dermatologist online. You get treated immediately and medications are delivered to your home. And how this works is you fill out apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. Then you snap a few selfies and your dermatologist gets back to you. Now I did this for myself because I have rosacea and I don't know if Dr. Roseanne, you can even see it. I can see it. Yep. I have that red mask. And so, you know, I was really excited to contact apostrophe and they gave me topical and oral medications. I just started. So, you know, I, I don't see major results because it's literally only been a week, but apostrophe can teach treat acne, rosacea, reduce dark spots, improve your skin texture, even a treat adult acne. And it's really important if you guys have skincare goals and you want to do this in a privacy thing, maybe you have anxiety about going out, your kids have anxiety about going out, or you just don't want to take the time off because you've got so many other things to do. So you can get $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash motherhood. 
and use our code MOTHERHOOD. Now, this code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, go to apostrophe.com slash motherhood and click begin visit. Then use the code MOTHERHOOD at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe, A-P-O-S-T-R-O. P-H-E dot com slash motherhood. I'm going to give you that again. Apostrophe A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash motherhood and use that code motherhood to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. And we really want to thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast because we have Dr. Roseanne today and we're talking about kids anxiety as things open up. I know I have anxiety, Dr. Roseanne. I'm not a good person that adjusts to change. You know, I've had a couple different people on my show say, well, you fit the profile for female ADHD. You fit the program for, what did they say? Female Asperger's, you know, all these different things. But what it comes down to is I have trouble adjusting to change. And once everything closed down, I was good. I'm your girl. I can stay that homeostatic, nice yeah. thing. But when you come back to me and say, hey, guess what? The kids are going to go back two days a week and it's going to be half days. And one kid is in AB class. The other one is in, in oh. CD class and yeah. CD are like Thursdays and Fridays and AB classes are Mondays and Tuesdays. They get out at noon and they're like, but that may change. I find myself like you could even see it on my face. Oh, I hear you talking about it. Yeah. But you know, also Sandra, let's talk about this. Change is hard for everybody. So, you know, don't make it a clinical issue because you know what, how you do best and how you thrive. You know, you need like, uh, you have a bumpy reentry, but once you're in, you're good. Right. Right. So it's a matter of working what's best for you. Like I do really well with change, right? So I actually do less well when things are like constant all the time. You know what I mean? But does that mean I have a clinical issue? I'm going to tell you no. But you know, (laughs) I don't like chaos though. I don't like no chaos. I like things orderly, you know? So I like change, but um, I can be flexible with on the fly, but I like predictability and change too. I like when like, oh, next year we're going to do this, you know? So, you but know, that's known change. That's known like, change. That's known change. And yeah. These changes, you know, and I just, I just want to take a moment and thank our sponsor today. Our sponsor today is Best Fiends. And, you know, Best Fiends is one of these top rated mobile puzzle adventure games. And, you know, Dr. Roseanne, I'm, I'm curious after, you know, we, we talk today to find out why does this work for me? Because when I get really annoyed, like, you know, all these changes that we're talking about schools opening, they're closing. Yeah. A mask. We've got to, you know, have those big plastic things and kids can say hi, but they can't hug. And those things, you know, like hitting a red light on your drive home or watching your video on your phone load every two seconds and make that little spinny thing. These things frustrate me. And when I need to blow off steam, I love playing Best Fiends. And I said, this is a top rated mobile puzzle adventure game. I've been playing this for a couple of years now because it's challenging but it's not so challenging that it's frustrating the music is not annoying it's like really cute the characters are cute you know my sister's in Toronto my brother's in Virginia we can all play together on this game on our phone and and be able to play with each other and it's one of those you can pick up put down you know it kills time when you're in line and so with Best Fiends there's something new today tomorrow and every day after that and there's literally thousands of levels to play and counting so I want you guys to go to Best Fiends 
Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Download Best Fiends free today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Now, Dr. Roseanne, I want to know why playing Best Fiends kind of calms me down. It puts me in this Zen mode. And I play it in the bathroom when I'm really frustrated. So what's going on with me? Why is Best Fiends helping Yeah. So first of all, it's designed to help you get sort of almost in a zone, right? Like to regulate your nervous system. Two, you enjoy puzzles. Yes. Okay. And then three, now you've associated that as a positive thing, right? So you know, every time you're going to get on and, and play this, you're going to have a feel good response to it. So you're just reinforcing it by playing it. And, you know, somebody else may not find that enjoyment, but we know puzzles. Actually, there's been a massive resurgence during the pandemic of puzzles in general, of all kinds, digital and, and, you know, actual physical puzzles, because people are looking for things that help to regulate the nervous system. Puzzles are one of those. Art is one of those kind of things. And there is, it's like when I play Legos, I mean, you, I heard you have a boy. So, you know, you get in there and there is something so regulating and calming about playing a puzzle or doing Legos because you, you have to be present. You can't be doing something else True, and you have to really be connected in that moment. And we're so inundated with so much interruption all that time. And when you give yourself that time to um, do something like use a puzzle, even virtually, it feels good. Well, and you know, you brought up something about Legos. Like I love to play Legos with my kids. Now, obviously I can't carry a bag of Legos with me wherever I go and I have my phone, you know, so Best Fiends is great because it's convenient and it's easy there. But when you were talking about that, I was thinking about like how I like the color matching, you know, like the color is soothing, like, you know, in like the Legos, I used to love to line up the Lego colors or make stripes, you know, things like that. And those are things that I think we've probably gotten away from from that you said the pandemic helped. And it's true. You know, I bought some of those cardboard puzzles, you know, the kind you stick yes. together. I got a New York skyline for Christmas with a puppy dog. And, you know, and I said, guys, we're going to do this puzzle for Christmas. Like it's our new tradition, a Christmas yeah. puzzle. It was and actually hard to get puzzles at it some was. during the pandemic. Yeah, it was. And we kind of sat down and talked. And this is another thing I'd like to pick your brain apart. I have one boy that can look me in the eye and talk till the cows come home. Yeah. And I have another one who, if he's playing a video game or like in this puzzle thing, as long as he was looking at the puzzles and putting the puzzle pieces in, he would talk to me till the cows come home. But if we didn't have something to do. Forget about it. Yeah. So what is that? Well, first of all, everybody has a different way that they communicate best, right? It's the same thing with learning. No two people learn the same way. And when it comes to kids, we always have to meet kids where they are at, not where we think they should be at, right? So, um, and, and I, many kids, if they're making eye contact with you requires a different sensory process, right? And so it may be overstimulating with them. And in order to communicate verbally, they have to tone down the visual stimuli. So never force a kid to look you in the eye unless you're like trying to discern if they're lying or not. (laughs) So um, you should look people in the eye because you can tell if they're lying 
based on where their eyes go. So um, I never tell you're lying, but I watch you and I can tell (laughs) all the time. It's pretty great. And um, you can tell all kinds of things. I can tell if somebody's learning disabled just by where they're accessing information when I'm talking to them and whatnot. It's pretty fascinating, but that's a whole other conversation. The other thing about kids is that most kids, when their body is moving, when they're engaged, even in small muscle movements, they're better able to communicate because they're not thinking about what they're going to say. They're thinking about the physical action. So I always say when the body is moving, the lips move. Okay. So I, I think some kids like, you know, like my John Carlo, he's like a verbal communicator. He's super aware of other people's feelings and my feelings. And he's so sensitive to things where his brother struggles in that area Mm -hmm. and he just requires something different. So when did I talk to him when he's in the backseat of my car? You know, um, when we're doing something, you know, when he's petting the cat, mm-hmm. you know, I know my windows of opportunity. So be a detective. And, you know, anybody who has more than one kid knows each kid is different. Very different. You know, so we like to do this thing where, you know, I live in Southern California. My kids are real big toe heads. And so we have to wear a lot of hats. Yeah. And we go through baseball caps like you wouldn't believe. I don't know. They, they disappear like socks in our house. So we can go out and buy a baseball cap, you know, like at a Ross or a TJ yeah. Mark, a discount yeah. store. And the process of going through this whole rack of hats is usually enough for my kids to start offloading what they're upset about because they'll hold it in and I'll see that they're struggling. And if I say something's wrong, cause you know, they're teens and preteens. Oh yeah. You got to watch it. You know, stop bugging me. I'm fine. But then, you know, we go out and we're looking at hats and they're debating whether to get the black on white Nike or white on black, you know, cause it's such a big deal in high school, your hat, mm-hmm. but that's a wonderful time. And you just stay quiet and it's amazing what comes out. Yeah, because they're, you're engaging them. Their primary thought is something else. And so you're relaxing their subconscious and that's your subconscious. You know, we're only in a subconscious awareness about um, 95 to 99.% of the time we are, we're not in a, that's, that's how consciously aware we are. The rest of the time, the subconscious is running the show at least 95% of the time. So That's shocking to people. So when we relax them and the subconscious is able to release that information and and sometimes our kids, you know, we think kids should know, like my kid doesn't say they're depressed. Well, that kid doesn't know they're depressed. They know that doesn't know they're depressed. I mean, adults don't, you know, (laughs) but they think, well, they're straight A student, you know, because, you know, Sandra, people use grades as a benchmark for mental health. And that's just a load of baloney because adults walk around in jobs and marriages and have lots of mental health problems. Oh my gosh. Um, My kids with the divorce, I had a very high conflict divorce and um, my ex-husband moved on immediately, new family, new everything. These kids are better than his old kids kind of thing. Oh, so sorry. Yes. Thank you. And it, but it happens all the time, you know, like all the time, all the time. I see my kids talking to their other friends of these, you know, all these like multi-blended families and, you know, their biggest thing is that 
these kids are anxious, they're upset, they're angry. And you know what, Dr. Roseanne, they're also all straight A students. They're also top athletes. Like just because kids excel in something, and I'll tell you in my layman's opinion, those kids are struggling because they're trying to be so perfect they get dad's attention or mom's attention. Yeah. You know, I'm number one in my class. Dad will love me and he'll love me more than the new wife and the new kids and the new family, you know, cause there's all that whole, I'm going to impress the new family, you know, yeah. and treat the new. Well, there's also better. Sandra, a ton of, pr- of pressure on these kids to be successful. And w- you know, you and I went to school, you know, I was not a straight A student. I wasn't, I was in graduate school and graduated a year early, but you, you could, you could be a B or C student. It was perfectly fine. Perfectly fine in the seventies and eighties. No big deal. Right. We had like two classes of honors kids. Like there was no program. You know, it was like, so now it's like, Oh, you're not, Oh, you're not an AP class. Why is your kid not an AP class? What, what do you mean? You know, um, my oldest, I don't think my oldest is going to college. People are, are floored by that. I had a mother say to me, why would you limit him? He's the one who's, I think that he can do perfectly fine in life and do other things. He's a lot of aptitudes that do not require a college degree. Well, and how about this one? Just try this one on for size. Like, you know, I had a family, everybody excelled, you know, everybody got swimming scholarships, athletic scholarships. I got an academic scholarship to Northwestern. And then my youngest brother didn't. And he was like, struggled in school, all these problems. Oh, he's not going to school. This is a tragedy. This is a travesty. Like, you know, went to Canisius for a cup of coffee. You know, it's a New York school, a Catholic school. And, you know, my parents were like, you know, he's going to be happy. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. Nobody believed it. Okay. Can I tell you who my brother is today? I can't wait. NASA rocket scientist, a real one. And he did not go to school till he was in his late 20s early 30s he kind of went back and forth back and forth he was working at a machine shop which of course everybody looks down on and a German engineering firm is like wow you create these really amazing things they're like we'd like you to come work for us that's how he got into the aerospace that's how he got into the rover then they're like hey we can put you through school and you know what we know you can't read so how about we give you a secretary how about we give you classes online how about these things so now my brother he lives in Houston now, and he is, when you look at the smart ones in the family, you know, we got nurses, we got engineers, yeah. I'm a radio host, you know, those aren't exactly smart ones. My brother, who was the one that wasn't supposed to amount to anything, yeah. everybody's like, Ooh, he just wasn't, he wasn't a traditional learner. Wasn't and and traditional. also, let's talk about a machinist. A machinist make a lot of, can make a really good income sure. depending on their skill and training. But it's not that prestige. Right. Like talk about Absolutely. going to college. Absolutely. I went to Northwestern. There were a lot of dummies there yeah. and a lot of people who were yeah. just rich, spoiled kids who didn't learn a thing. Yeah. Let me tell you, Sandra, I went to, my husband and I, Mr. and Mrs. Hodge, we went to state schools. You know who I got working for me? Ivy Leaguers. Right. Yeah. They're not in, they're not in charge. I am. Right. <laughs> Right, so right. That's it. It's like what it all what you do with it. You could go to you could go to no school, you can go to state school, you can go to Ivy League school. It's who you are. Are you a quick start? Are you a visionary? Are you are you gonna get off your butt and take action? That's really what it's about, you know. Well, and it's about knowing yourself and knowing, knowing your yourself, sister. 
Like I have to work alone, Dr. Roseanne. I cannot have somebody chewing next to me, breathing. Like if somebody's hitting a stapler, like three offices down, I'm like, Oh, I can't focus. Yeah. So I built my whole company, built my whole career. So I could be, this is what I call my bat cave. Yeah. I go in here. It's soundproof. You know, you could literally have world war three out there and truly with two kids and my dad, 87 military listening to the history channel, you know, there is war going out on there, (laughs) but I know what I need to do to be successful. It's about knowing yourself, right? Like I had the privilege of of, um, people often ask me, you know, I'm a second generation entrepreneur and, um, my parents gave me a gift and their gift was not to give a crap what other people think. Right. That's a hard one. Oh, well, guess what? And they also gave me the power of being able to say no. Right. Right. So they let me find my voice and they were like, don't ever do something that makes you uncomfortable. So they were so supportive in so many little ways about this. And I say all the time, until I went to college, I didn't even know that a woman could have limitations. And these are, I'm first generation Italian American. I mean, people can have generational comments and things like that. So when I, you know, so I knew myself, I've always known myself. And the greatest part of me being a woman is you go into your forties and fifties as, as I'm talking and listening to you, it's about women start to know themselves then. But my parents let me know myself as, as a one and two-year-old, they gave me power, right? It didn't mean I had free reign, Sure, but, but it's about creating, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of autonomy, supportive parenting and autonomy, supportive parenting is putting loving bumpers in place and letting your kids fail, letting them problem solve. And we are helicoptering and overparenting our parent kids. We're over prioritizing grades when we should be letting them explore their environments, find out who they are. And we just think, as you said in your story that, oh, it means that they have to go to an Ivy league or any of those kind of things. That may not be, and I just don't think you're, that should be the priority. The priority should be your kids should know themselves and find things they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. When that happens, there are no limits, right? No limits at all. I mean, truly your kids can be anything if they know themselves and are self-confident. I mean, we can use the research to support that, but why? We know that when kids feel good about themselves and know how to be independent and know how to make choices. And independent doesn't mean getting your homework in time. Independent means flushing the toilet, knowing how to make their own meal, knowing how to um, just do something for another person without being asked. How about that? That's independence, right? You know, um, so that's what we need to cultivate in our kids, not just, you know, really for their emotional health now, but the future, their future mental health is really dependent on that. Well, and I can tell you from somebody who didn't fit in any boxes, you know, like I didn't fit anywhere. And you know, it was only until what I call the rise of the nerds, like when computers came up and it was okay, it was, it was okay to have, you know, programming languages. And that's, that was what you think is cool. Like the Big Bang Theory to me did a great job, even though there was criticism of kind of making fun of, you know, nerds. But to me, it was like, finally, somebody gets it. They realize that just because you find science jokes funny, 
doesn't mean like you're the dregs of society or the fringe. And, you know, I think one of the things that helps reduce anxiety, at least it did in me, um, was telling my kids that it's okay to be you. You know, yeah. like the one thing that happened in my house a lot is my dad would be like, well, you know, my, my son, you know, is, is an engineer and, and this one's, you know, this, and this one's a nurse and this one, and then they'd get to me and they'd go, well, and that one, she marches to her own drummer. <laughs> like she marches to the beat of her own drum. Yeah. And You know, those things were always, they were hurtful, but they were like, when you don't fit into a category, when you don't fit neatly into these things. And what I'm learning by raising my kids and meeting all their friends is there's very few of us that fit into these little boxes. Like almost nobody fits into that like mold that like kind of schools and, and, and religious institutions and, and, you know, thought institutions put, you know, on children today. And, when we talk about reducing anxiety, like when I keep thinking of your book title, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, like that's what we need to hear. It's okay. that You're, you know, like my kids did the salt map completely wrong, according to the teacher. And I'm like, excuse me, there is no like license for making salt maps. Like, you know, (laughs) it's a salt map. It's dough, salt, water, and some finger paints. Like, how is this wrong? Yeah. And then he's like, well, you know, your son, he, he made the mountains, like they're purple and they're yellow and they're pink. And then I asked my kid, why did you do that? He goes, mom, it's sunset. Oh, well, purple mountains, majesty. There's our, you know, what our country is. Found it all. And we start like pathologizing kids' behavior, you know. So I have this summit, the Get Unstuck Parenting Summit, that's April 23rd, 20th to 25th, and it'll be on Evergreen if you hear this later. And I'm obviously talking about my kid, my my kids, we're all we're all out of the box. I have JJ Virgin on there, I have Bob Hope's granddaughter, Miranda Hope, and we all had kids that right in preschool were labeled, right? Um, my Montessori preschool in Brookfield, Connecticut, it's no longer there. She told me my kid was a feral animal at three years old. Whoa. Feral animal. I've had to do some therapy on that one. Right. She's, She's a checkout lady at the whole foods now. So, um, and you know, JJ Virgin, she goes to pick up her kid in Palm Springs and he's out. Uh, they have him outside the classroom in preschool because he was ill behaved. Uh, Miranda Hope, her, her son was kicked out, right? Why? They were doing things outside of the box, okay? They weren't doing things wrong. And then we start pathologizing them instead of celebrating their differences. And once we tell kids, you know, you're, you know, sometimes you have, that lady said a feral animal in earshot of my kid. Yeah. Okay. So you start telling kids or sending nonverbal messages through your communication, your disappointment, that there's something wrong with kids. Not to say that there's not clinical issues. I'm not saying there's not, okay? But why are we saying, you know, you have to, you're a square peg and you have to fit in this round hole and come hell or high water, you're going to fit in there. And if not, we're going to medicate you. We're going to do all of these things, right? It is shocking. I mean, in this 30 years I've been in mental health, Sandra, the, the level of pathologizing behavior is, is really frightening to me. It is, um, and labeling. 
labeling pill pushing three, four and five-year-olds because their behavior doesn't fit a certain mold. Um, You know, in, in America, one in six people are on a psychiatric medication and, you know, talk about the military population, right. That um, such a high use of medications due to PTSD. Um, that's not been proven to be an effective therapy for PTSD. No, but not, meditation, not the research. meditation and yoga, you know, meditation, you can do your yoga, somatic, somatic therapy, neurofeedback. These are proven acupuncture, right? So we have a lot of research out of 9-11 and, and what really supported people with PTSD and lots of other research. Mm -hmm. So, um, we have to look to, to neuroscience and the research to look at what, what helps people. But ultimately when we try to force people, just like you were told you were different, right? Right. You can be told you're different and celebrate it. Right. right? That's a good thing. You know, how about right. that? Like, that's a good thing, you know, yeah. and when yeah. we look at, when we look at some of these things about, you know, like the medications and the, you know, just giving somebody a pill to fix something. I, I want to end our show with this thought because, you know, I have a master's in advertising. And one of the things that I was taught was that if you make someone feel bad about themselves, you can sell them a product. Now I'm not putting my university down. I'm not putting anyone down, but I ask everyone when they listen to an advertisement, when they see something on television or the internet, or they see some product that promises something, it's always the promise. If you buy this, I will make your life better, thinner, faster, richer, whatever. And that promise is, is to make you feel bad about yourself so that you will buy their product. And I think it's really important that parents especially look at their kids and go, what is going into your kid's brain about who they are and what is attractive yes. and what is success? You know, when we look at these influencers today who are, you know, really just narcissistic spoiled brats that are saying, you know, their lip color makes them a better person. So when you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't like what you see, ask yourself why. Is it because somebody like me sitting behind a marketing desk said, you know what? She's a single mom. She's tired all the time. So I'm going to target tired single moms and I'm going to sell them a caffeine product so that they can anchor feeling better about themselves. That's the reality of advertising today. So Dr. Roseanne, I'm going to want to have you back on. Let's talk about your book that's coming out. It's going to be okay is the title. Where can people find it? Yeah. So um, I have a book called It's Going to Be Okay because it's the first thing I tell parents uh, when they come to see me because there's nothing more distressing for a parent than a child who's struggling in any way, shape or form. And some kids right now are struggling for the first time. So you can get it. It will be available for pre-sale. You can go to it's gonna be okay.com. And I have some pre-sale bonuses. Um, you also can, it will be available May 11th on Amazon, but it will be pre-sale before then and on Kindle. And, um, and you can go to get information about my summit at www.getunstucksummit.com. It's free. And both of these things and all of my work is about teaching parents that they are the CEO of their child's physical and mental health. 
and they have the power to reduce and reverse their child's mental health symptoms using proven holistic therapies. And I lay it out. I give people all of the information they need. My book has 40 pages of research. So you can feel good about, you know, this is something that, you know, you don't have to go down the Google rabbit hole. I've done the research for you. Um, And our summit is just amazing. Everyone learns in different mediums, right? You know, um, and hopefully, you know, the summit, there's no barrier, it's free and people should sign up for it. So I'm really excited. I've been doing this work for 30 years. I've always been integrative and um, people are hurting and I want them to have hope and I want them to believe there are things you can do and you should never let anybody tell you anything different. Love that. Okay. If you liked what you heard today, go to drrosanne.com. Her name is spelled R-O-S-E-A-N-N.com. And when she said it's going to be okay.com, gonna is spelled G-O-N-N-A. I'm a big speller, Dr. Roseanne. I, I love it. Yeah. Everything goes the wrong way. So, but if I hear it and I hear how it's spelled, I won't forget it. So I have a feeling you're going to be back on for many shows with me, drrosanne.com. Thank you for being my guest today. We want to thank Best Fiends, the digital game. Check it out. And also apostrophe, which is A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash motherhood. Use that code motherhood to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Join us again. We've got something you won't want to miss. Motherhood Talk Radio is a production of Beck Multimedia.